since Ryan Miller and for the past 15 years have helped hundreds of people to raise millions of dollars for their funds and for their startups. If you're serious about raising money, launching your business, or taking your life to the next level, this show will give you the answers so that you too can enjoy your pursuit of making billions. Let's get into it. Hey, welcome to another episode of Making Billions. I'm your host, Ryan Miller, and today is our 100th episode. Today, I want to take some time to reflect on the last two years where I've spent countless hours speaking to thousands of people around the world, interviewing some of the brightest minds in finance. And from doing that, I've come to understand one thing about making billions, and it is this. Success is an inside job. Success is an inside job. So for our 100th episode, I'm going to walk you through five areas that we lose in our mind before we ever begin to lift a finger. And fixing these five areas will put you on the path of greatness so that you too can enjoy your pursuit of making billions. If you feel like you're in a place in your life right now that you don't want to be, let me give you some advice as your brother on the path with you. If you've arrived at a destination you don't want to be, be it physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, or even in your relationships, you've likely at some point given your power away, either in the moment or maybe as a habit. See, too often the term power is seen as shameful. I'm not talking about that kind of power. I'm here to tell you that true power is inherent in all of us. So here are the five most common ways you can lose your power and how you can begin to get it back. Number one, playing the victim. Odds are something bad has happened at some point in your life. And as a result, you're likely ruminating on it and have been for years. So you can get swept away in anger or mourning. And as a result, you've put all of that energy into that circumstance, giving it more power. You've rested your power in external situations rather than internal accountability. Now, I'm not saying that people aren't victimized. They are. And it's never okay. But what I am saying is you can't change the past with that level of thinking. It is quite literally pushing your energy into staying a victim instead of moving forward as the victor. Isn't it time to be free from anguish of that moment or that person? Isn't it time to show that moment or person what happened did more to make you than it did to break you? Now, I know it's scary, but I have a potential solution for you that you can try just in the safe places of your own mind. So instead of reviewing that moment in your mind of all that tribulation on what was done to you, try reviewing all behavior with an extreme level of ownership. Again, not to make you a bad person, but to make you see yourself as stronger than you thought during a weak moment you wish you could change. Now, you'd think this exercise would make you feel worse, but it doesn't. What it does do is help you see the situation as someone who is definitely not a victim, as someone that is strong, capable, and not buying into the old idea that your reality is one that hurts you. This thought exercise allows the shackles you've placed on yourself to just simply fall away. Through accountability, you reclaim your power, and by extension, you reclaim your life. You'll notice there'll be a softening as your anger turns to compassion, understanding, and a stronger resolve. So remember, stop the blame game in your head and just take full responsibilities for the outcomes of your life. No more playing the victim. You were always the victor. And this exercise will help you to remember it. And by extension, you will begin to take back your personal power. Number two, playing the sloth. Do you ever just have those times in your life where you just can't get things done? Like something inside of you is resisting or procrastinating? Well, I'm here to tell you that this comes probably from loving the destination more than falling in love with the journey. The person that loves to run more than the destination will finish more often than the person just building their dream board of a whole bunch of destinations. You see, we give our joy away when we only focus on endings. But a good story is always found in the journey. 
See, by resisting the journey, it can create anguish and procrastination, and you'll find yourself seeking dopamine fixes from what is familiar than from what is required. So if you can't get done what you know you need to, perhaps reflecting on your journey ahead and plan out how to make it fun. And when you get there, you won't need motivation. The vision and the joy of the journey will pull you forward. Number three, the burned out giver. Often, we've been taught from a young age that to get along, you must give to the group. Well, being generous is a highly desirable trait. Depleting yourself and your resources is not. And so I'm reminded of a religious saying that says, my cup runneth over. To me, this is how you must behave if you are to get your power back and turn things around in your life. See, too often we pour our cups into people and projects to fill theirs, only to empty ours. Now, this may be perceived on the outside as virtuous, but it doesn't end well for you, does it? So, you see, the point isn't to fill other people's cups by emptying our own. It's filling your own so much that it runs over so well that you have to get other people around you to fill theirs just to keep up. This, my friend, is how you gain your power. Fill your cup with love, passion, health, friendships, and capital so well that you overflow with abundance. And only then will you be able to give more because you now become more. It does you no good to turn yourself into an empty vessel with nothing to offer when everyone around you is filled with overflowing cups, except for you. Your abundance is your responsibility. So fill your cups so full that people level up just by being close to you. Doing it from love is better than doing it for love. Number four, the meanings monster. It has been observed by psychologists that we humans like to believe that we're rational creatures, but in reality, we're emotional ones. This means that we're likely better at rationalizing than being rational. But what makes us irrational or feel emotions? Well, typically, it's just a function of our interpretations of our reality. Or in other words, our meanings we've attached to our reality. You see, if I said, nice shirt, and you thought I was a jerk, you'd think that comment meant that I was making fun of you. And you'd probably respond with an emotion that validated or rationalized the meaning you've attached. Now, what if you thought I was a nice guy? You'd probably respond differently to the exact same reality. And the reason why is because your reality is the same, but your meanings have changed. And by changing your meanings, you begin to take back your power. And now you can affect what things mean rather than be affected upon. And when you're in that position, your natural tendency to rationalize a better meaning and your power all begins to come back. It does you no good to go through life selecting meanings that make you emotionally out of control. The key is to make better decisions and have better emotional regulation. And you do all of that by changing the meanings. So seek empowering meanings to your life and you will naturally be empowered. And finally, number five, lack of discipline. Discipline is the highest form of self-love. I remember when I was a young man, right before I met my wife, I pondered on the origins of love. And I realized this, love is the highest form of trust. And when trust is nurtured over time, it likely evolves into love. And this makes sense when in a relationship with someone else. However, it's hard to see it when you're in a relationship with yourself. So I'll ask you, how's that going? Do you have confidence? Do you have trust? Do you have self-love? Do you find yourself rationalizing why you gave up on your goals? When did it become acceptable to give up on promises you've made to yourself? If that is you, how can you love yourself when you constantly give up on what matters most? 
Perhaps it's time for you to begin to trust yourself again so you can begin to fall in love with yourself again. You see, discipline is just your way of keeping promises you've made to yourself. It's the highest form of self-love because it shows that you can always count on you. Hard not to love someone so dependable, right? So through discipline, you will come to fall in love with yourself as you are nourishing a deep trust within you. Trust in yourself and watch your inner love bring more of it into your life. So by refusing to be a victim, a sloth, a burned out giver, a meanings monster, or someone that finds it okay to give up on themselves, by refusing that, you begin to regain your power over your destiny so that you too can enjoy your pursuit of making billions. Wow, what a show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Now, if you haven't done so already, be sure to leave a comment and review on new ideas and guests you want me to bring on for future episodes. Plus, why don't you head over to YouTube and see extra takes while you get to know our guests even better. And make sure to come back for our next episode where we dive even deeper into the people, the process, and the perspectives of both investors and founders. Until then, my friends, stay hungry, focus on your goals, and keep grinding towards your dream of making billions.